to a pick and roll to Thompson with a lay and counted and a foul. What do you know? Pick and roll, and it works for two. And Anna Carrico across the timeline. And a head full of steam to the rack with a right hand layup, and it's good. On a fourth down and three. Out of the pistol. He's going to throw it. Drops back. Back to the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! Eastern Michigan! Into March, and March Madness fully upon us. The basketball teams getting ready for their postseason opportunities. Well, other teams have already wrapped up their Mid-American Conference Championships, punching their ways to the NCAA tournament as well. As Swimming just finished with their runner-up campaign, and Delaney Duncan has finding herself heading to the upcoming NCAA Championships. Welcome inside Eastern Insider. I'm Greg Steiner. I'm Kyler Ludlow. Thanks for tuning in. As always, Kyler, uh, you look at it, it was a fun weekend that we got to witness in EMU Athletics. Uh, you were on the road in no better place than DeKalb to come away a victor as all of a sudden the men's basketball team finds themselves just one game out of a possible bye to Cleveland. Yeah, and they need a lot to happen. Uh, they don't own the tiebreaker with Central Michigan, who they could potentially tie with. They do have the tiebreaker against Kent State, uh, but those two teams directly in front of them. So it's you know down to the final two games, which is pretty much the MAC every year. It's so exciting. And first chance to watch them is Tuesday night against Ball State at 7 o'clock here in the Convocation Center. Right now the Eagles know they will have no worse than a first-round home game. Could be still an opportunity to go straight to Cleveland after their Friday contest to wrap up the regular year at Toledo. And if the Eagles do have a first-round home game, $12 advance day of game, $15 at the door, youth $10 in Group 8. Uh, but also a good opportunity to come out, support EMU on this final home game. Still a chance EMU women's basketball could have a doubleheader to make it uh, appealing as well. They will have Toledo on their senior night before we're heading off to Muncie. Yeah, I think that's one of the exciting parts for both of these teams is that a lot of their destiny is still in front of them. And if the women win two games and get a little bit of help, they'll be here in the Convocation Center on Monday as well. It's a little bit nicer on the men's side. We know that they're going to be home. Um, and at the worst case, if they're not home, they're going straight to Cleveland. So uh, we'll take that scenario too. You look at it, other things going on this week. Men's golf in action right now. They're down in Bluffton, South Carolina at the Michigan State Tournament down there in the Palmetto State today and tomorrow. We touched on basketball on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then we have a little baseball thrown into the mix as the head coach Eric Roof and his club heads to Huntington, West Virginia to take on former Mid-American Conference rivals Marshall this weekend in a four-game set. Uh, we won't have audio coverage of that tournament, but you can find info on emueagles.com. And the men's golf team then, they will trek to Scottsdale, Arizona, for another tournament next weekend to continue their spring season. And we also have a little gymnastics. They head to the west side of the state to take on the Broncos of Western Michigan in their final road test of the season. And this week, you look at, uh, we got a chance to catch up with a couple different people. Danielle Minot, I had a chance to sit down with, uh, discuss her senior day and really her journey from f a Final Four at Syracuse to uh, deciding to want to come play for head coach Fred Castro. What were the chances of, of two people <laughs> that didn't know each other ending up in the Final Four and then a year later uh, together? coaching uh it, it's a pretty unheralded story oh yeah it, it's wild and it's you know lucky for eastern michigan danielle's a fantastic player's had a great two-year career for the eagles and 
excited to watch her come out and hopefully be able to lead this team uh, to, to higher places. I know the goal is to make it to Cleveland, and they came real close to uh, causing some issues with Central Michigan last year. Would love to be able to have the opportunity to do it again. And then you get a chance to sit down with two uh, Eagle bench bosses this week. One has been around a while and one freshly appointed to her position. Yeah, Darcy Dorton uh, and I sat down to talk last week about becoming the new head coach, the new head volleyball coach, coming off a MAC championship. Darcy's been here for four years as the assistant coach, but then was elevated to head coach officially. And so it was great to talk to her. And before that, we hear from my conversation with Coach Murphy talking about the seniors. It's a pretty heralded senior class with the big three that everyone talks about and James Thompson the fourth, Elijah Minnie, and Paul Jackson. But I think the cool part of that conversation is that the fourth guy who's not talked about nearly as much, Isaiah Green, is probably talked about the most. Coach Murphy w- was glowing and I we've we've had a lot of interaction with Isaiah uh, in our office and he's great. So it was fun to be able to shine a spotlight on him as well as all of those seniors. And then we also go beyond a, a true athletic standpoint and Ryan Woolley joins me, usually my partner on the ESPN side of the schedule. But Ryan, a long journey, an Eastern alum that was more accustomed to coming to basketball and football games to play in the band before he decided to use his talents vocally. And now uh, the afternoon update guy on WWJ in 97 won the ticket. Ryan, uh, Eastern alum, and talk about his journey uh, he could have gone one of two ways. He could have been in a band member, or he could have been calling action in the WWE. <laughs> and instead, Ryan Woolley has graced us by coming back and working for his alma mater. So fun chat there. Yeah, we're so lucky to have Ryan. And whether it's on the TV side of things or just mentoring some of the kids that work with ESPN, he's just fantastic. Uh, it's been great to get to know him in my time here. And uh, he's he's helped me out when I was doing women's games uh, a lot more last year. He's very helpful as a critique for me, but also is just support for all of Eastern Athletics. Uh, and he's a great, great alumni to have being a voice for EMU. Yeah, lack of staff has certainly eliminated <laughs> some of your uh, play-by-play and, yeah. and analyst responsibilities this year, but... Uh, you'll get those back next year when we're back to a full staff. That's, right? That's what I keep telling myself, right? <laughs> That's the hope, yeah. No one else can leave. We're going to lock you and make sure you stay. Kind of an inside joke. If you don't know, we lost two members of our athletic media relations staff over the holidays. Tim Hepler uh, joining forces at Air Force and Trent Hanselman heading back to his alma mater at Loris College. Uh, they are both deeply missed, but they also forced Kyler and I have to do a lot more different stuff during a basketball game than we're both really accustomed to. But without further delay, it's time to get right into our, the heart of our show and have a conversation with Danielle. And uh, not too many people can say they've dropped 43 and 44 points, Kyler, uh, but a good chat with her. Yeah, fantastic. I love how she said she didn't even remember scoring the 44, What she couldn't give any details from that game. She's the best. It's going to be a great show. Senior day upon for the Eastern Michigan women's basketball team this week as they take on Toledo Wednesday night as the Rockets come to town, joined by senior Daniel Minot and does it seem like it should be the end of the season already? And it's it's crazy how fast the season has gone by. You know, my career has gone by. It's it's crazy how fast it came up. You know, you're going through workouts. You're you transfer from Syracuse. You're a freshman at one point when you go there. 
and all of a sudden it's like a blink of an eye and it's over. Yeah, yeah. It, it actually hit me this morning um, how everything is winding down as quickly as it is today. But it's part of part of you know the career, the experience, being a college athlete. You know, it's nice. It's a bittersweet moment, but I'm excited. A little emotional, but I'm excited. Walk me through your your journey to how you got here. You start off your career uh, in Miami, going north to somewhere it snows a lot more than it does here. You start off at Syracuse, find yourself in a Final Four, and uh, what was that experience like? I didn't even think of it that I didn't think it would get that far or that deep. I didn't think any of that would actually happen. You know, no knock on them. I love the experience I had as a freshman at Syracuse. It was a lot to learn. It was a good learning experience. I'm glad that I got the experience that I did because now, it, you know, it's a chock full of knowledge that I got and that I'm, you know, blessed to to be able to pass that down to the, you know, the, the babies here. Um, I don't think they really truly understand no matter how much I talk about it or how I try to get them to understand the experience I had, but hopefully one day they'll get to be in my shoes and understand what I'm saying and, you know. You look across, you didn't know it at the time, but your future head coach was a guy also in that <laughs> Final Four. What a small world it ended up being that, that two people in the Final Four mm-hmm. end up in Ypsilanti, Michigan. Yeah, I didn't think that would happen. Um, nah, it's it's crazy how that happened, but um, it, I guess it was meant to be. It was cool that it happened, and it's crazy how we both experienced you know, a, a crazy moment like that at the same time and be able to share the you know, our experience and our moments, our memories together here and, um, you know, be able to give both angles of that experience to this program as a coach and as a player. Coach Castro talks so much about family and being together and how much the the group uh, has to, to bond and, and be together. What is this group and that the coaching staff meant to you? It really is a family oriented team and you know I'm so appreciative of the the people that we have on staff and who I get to play with and you know the intentions are good the moments are always good there's never a dull moment there's never anything too crazy that happens and we always bounce back whenever there's a you know a little fallout but we always bounce back and it's always out of love and it makes playing the game that much easier it makes talking to whoever I need to talk to that much easier, you know, because we have that family relationship all across from staff to player. You look at it, there's so much youth on this roster. Knowing what you did and having the experience you have, how do you try to relay and and teach the youngsters that they may not realize it now, but they're going to be in your shoes as a senior well before they even realize it? You know, it's funny because... This this is my fifth year, but as I I really try to just say the story, I really just try to tell them the stories, you know, of my younger years. But um, it goes over their head. But I mean, they try, but you know, there's only so much I can say. And until you actually experience it firsthand, and you see it, and you feel it, and you smell it, and all that other stuff, you will never truly understand. And I try, I try to tell them, but um, now nah, they have a long way a long way to go the youngest what jenna's what 18 she just turned 18 she has a long way to go they all have a long way to go and you know until they get to that point they they won't 
really get it. <laughs> Here with Daniel Minot, uh, you look at it, certainly people know what your scoring prowess is. Going for 44 against Buffalo one time and then getting him here in this building for 43. What was going through your head on either one of those nights? When you're in the zone, do you even realize how well you're playing and scoring? No, not at all, because I I can't even remember last year, but I know this year there was a point where I looked up and I had five points, and then I look up again and I had 36, and then I looked up again and I'm, like, going for 40, whatever I had, and I – I don't even realize when I when I make shots when I make shots. And sometimes I can't believe the shots that I make when I make them. And you know, you you just got to keep rolling when you get, when you when you're in a zone like that, you can't try to like, oh my god, I'm making you kind of just have to just stick with the zone because any falter, you know, with that mentality, it, it breaks your it breaks your focus and yeah, I I don't know. I really can't explain that kind of Bigger, bigger moment hitting a, a three or, or making one of those free throws, or is it on the defensive end a steal that you're going the other way and you've just picked the pocket of of a would be scorer? That's tough. I mean, obviously, I I don't know. I'm I like hitting big threes because it's it's that's when you cash out, you know. But um, on the defensive end, I just love the rewarding feeling of just stopping somebody from, you know, from scoring and understanding that after that stop, you have another opportunity to get a one-up on your opponent. And I think that's also a good moment too, but, you know, depends. You, you get talked in, in conversations with Raina Frost and, and Sierra Dillard and all those people that as – Player of the Year and and all MAC candidates. What does it mean to to be in those conversations? I don't, I don't think about it too much. Um, you know, at this point in the season, I just try to do my best. I I do my best to make sure that the team collectively are you know in the best position to compete for you know a respectable name, a respectable spot. You know, for the MAC championship and beyond that. I that's really what I focus on all that other stuff it'll come it'll come it won't come whatever but the team is what you really want to focus on and all the other stuff follows this week uh, is senior day and I know you said your mom's coming up what what kind of how do you keep your emotions in check not trying to let the moment be more than it is it's just one more game but it is important to keep winning the moment is big it's it's bigger than what most people like, they underestimate the moment. They think it's another game, but, you know, my mom coming up here, you know, it's it's her first time coming up here, so I'm excited to put on a show for her. You know, it's my last game, so I'm excited to just, like, you know, end it with a bang. Um, the emotions, they come. I try to suppress them as much as I can, but, like, I'm just going to have to, like, let the emotions out on the court. And however they come, I really don't know how it's going to happen. But, um, no, like I said, today, earlier this morning, it, it hit me that, you know, this is it. It's winding down, and, you know, I'm just going to enjoy every bit of it, every moment of it until until it's time to hang up the jersey. A year ago, you had an opportunity 
against Central Michigan for a shot that uh, I know you, you probably think about still a lot. Do you think about the opportunity to be back on the floor again at the queue and be in that position again? All the time. That shot was a crazy shot. It was a crazy shot. Now, if I would have hit that shot, it would have been something. It would have been a whole different conversation. But I know th that kind of shot will appear again sometime down the road. I don't know when, but whenever it does, I'm ready for it. The Quicken Loan Center, I'm ready for that place too. You know, we're we're working hard. We're we're putting in the hours, and my team will be there. We will be there. After the season wraps up, graduation, economics major, what do you want to do once everybody, we know certainly have aspirations to go overseas and play, but eventually everybody has to, to face that reality of, okay, I can only play so long. What do you want to do with, with your career after basketball's over? I have been, I want to do financial planning and get into wealth management. That's just what I've been aiming for with my degree. I kind of, like, danced around the business field. And, you know, anything in that business world field I'm down to do. Um, I'm also looking into marketing and sales and advertising and things like that. But wherever the wind blows, I, in that field, that's where I'm, I'm willing to go. Coach Castro hasn't uh, had the, the winds of the coaching profession uh, come your way? That'll come. Right now... I don't know, but it'll come. I, it's bound to happen. <laughs> it's been a pleasure watching you the last two years. I know uh, you've got so much more in store. Thanks for spending a little time with us, and, and best of luck on Senior Day. Of course. Thank you so much. Do you want to eat something better than ramen? Come to Candy Cane Wireless, your local Boost mobile dealer, and get all the data and hotspot you need to feed your brain while having money left over to eat more than noodles. Boost Mobile by Candy Can Wireless, located at 3033 Packard Street in Ann Arbor. This is the Eastern Insider Podcast. I'm Kyler Ludlow. I'm sitting down with head men's basketball coach Rob Murphy. It was a big win on Saturday over Northern Illinois because it still keeps you in the hunt for a first-round bye. More importantly, secures at least home court advantage. But now you've got two big games left, Ball State at home on Tuesday night and then on the road at Toledo on Friday. You've got senior night. You've got Four guys, two of which that came in as transfers, another one that came in as a junior college, and then James Thompson, who came in as a four-year guy. And it's one of those things that's a great class. What's your focus when you go into a, a game like that, knowing that there's a lot going on before the game and maybe a little bit higher emotion? Yeah, well, it's always an emotional day. Uh, you know, and I start with James Thompson, who's, you know, the staple of our program and our senior leader uh, this year. Uh, to have a guy uh, come to our program uh, and – be a four-year starter and able to maintain a 3.3 GPA throughout his college career. Will leave as the all-time leading rebounder in school's history. Uh, and he's impacted our program in several different ways and has allowed us to recruit a higher caliber player because he came here and has had success. So I'm appreciative that he believed in us and we believed in him. And then, you know, Paul and Elijah uh, have done really good for us. They came in and, and as red shirts worked their tails off and then their junior year uh, helped lead us to 22-plus wins to get us back uh, on, on track to uh, have, a, have a really good season. And then their senior years haven't been as great, uh, but for the most part, they've continued to fight, put us in position to win games, and we're hoping to finish strong. And then Isaiah, uh, who's the least talked about, 
uh, but has the highest character. He's an unbelievable young man. He has a three-point-plus GPA. He works hard, extremely hard every day. He's the greatest teammate in the world. So to see these four guys leaving out the door is always going to be tough and emotional uh, because you grow with these guys and you love these guys. Uh, and for me, I just want them to close uh, out their senior years on the floor having some success, uh, hopefully make a run in Cleveland, and we still have an opportunity to, to get to the NCAA tournament, and, and that was our goal at the beginning of the season and the most important goal. So I'm happy that these guys chose Eastern Michigan. I'm very thankful. Uh, they've continued to fight. Uh, they've represented uh, our basketball program well. Uh, they went to class academically. All of them will graduate. Uh, and, again, that's the most important thing, and I'm thankful that they chose Eastern Michigan. Well, one of the things about Isaiah that stuck out is he's a guy who had several did-not plays in a row on Saturday. You needed somebody to go in, and I don't even know if he actually recorded a stat, but he tipped back a couple balls that allowed for offensive rebounds. He kind of did the grunt work. Um, how's he been as a leader, kind of of that second team? As you said, he's the least talked about because we don't see him on the court, but as far as the leadership goes with that second unit, the guys who might not see much playing time, practice guys, what's he do to really help your team? Yeah, well, Isaiah has been unbelievable in practice. Uh, he does a really good job when he's on the scout team and preparing us for teams that we're going to see. So even preparing for Northern Illinois, he was the guy that was in the post, in the high post. And in practice, he's scoring and making great plays. Uh, I didn't know I would call his name, but I had a feel at the time in the game. Uh, because he worked so hard, I thought about putting him in against even Central Michigan because he's a really good basketball player. But because of his position and who he's playing you know, with and – and our roster is kind of tough to get him on the floor because of who he's fighting with. But at the same time, because of his character, because of how he approaches each and every practice and each and every day of his life, when he has an opportunity, he'll always be ready to take advantage of it. And as you mentioned, we put him in against Northern Illinois, even at the center spot being 6'8". He understood the scouting report. He was well prepared. Uh, they didn't score on him. And even on the offensive side, he was able to create some second chance opportunities. So his minutes help us going into halftime with a lead. And I know his stats didn't show up in the stat sheet, but it was a huge, huge three minutes that he played in that first half. Well, Coach, best of luck. You know, senior night's a big one. And then, of course, traveling down the road to Toledo to end the regular season we know is big. So we'll let you get back to work. But good luck as this week goes on. Finish strong. All right. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And um, always working hard. And would like to let Eagle Nation know we're working hard every day. Uh, we want to continue to finish strong with hopes to see everybody in Cleveland. And uh, hope to talk to you soon. Thanks a bunch. That's Rob Murphy, head coach of the Eastern Michigan men's basketball team. We'll be right back with more on the Eastern Insider. With the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan mobile app, you can manage your health care coverage anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Download it now from the Apple Store or Google Play. Welcome to the Eastern Insider Podcast for another segment of the Coach's Corner. We've got a new coach, a new head coach to introduce to the Eastern fans out there. Darcy Dorton, the new head volleyball coach for EMU. A name that people might sounds familiar. She's been here for four years as the assistant coach for the volleyball team. But now, Darcy, welcome as the head coach moved into the big office. Thanks, Kyler. I want to start this podcast by thanking the EMU community, the athletic staff that interviewed me, but interviewed other really great candidates. This has been a stressful process, but I'm so excited to get started as the head coach for volleyball and really looking forward to defending our MAC championship. Well, now you, like I said, been here for four years already as an assistant. What's going to be the transition already? You've been coaching, leading 
spring practices, but now that you are officially in the boss's seat, what's the transition been like and what do you know is coming down the road? The transition has been really smooth so far. It's been getting into recruiting, um, figuring out, you know, the kind of decisions that I want to make, but it's very slight changes. Um, Our team is in a really good place. Our team culture is in an outstanding place. Uh, We've got great leadership within the team and the girls are really working hard in the practice gym and we're now able to hit the recruiting trail and start recruiting the future of EMU Volleyball, which is really exciting. And so when you found out and shared with the team, what was that like? Just knowing you've been through a lot with this team, most recently coming off of MAC Tournament Championship and going to the NCAA Tournament for the first time. So how is that just sharing that with a group that all but one of the players who is currently here has been a part of something that you helped build? And so sharing that moment with them. Yeah, it has been a crazy emotional few months you know, starting with the end of season last year and the really exciting run that we made in the MAC tournament. Um, I could say that our program was at an all-time high for sure there. And then going through the staff changes, you know, was was a little bit of an emotional roller coaster for the girls. But they came out on the other side and really took ownership of their own goals and took ownership of, you know, their own emotions and how they processed it. And there, you know, it was it was a tough few weeks, though, with a lot of uncertainty with what was going to happen. But we just kept them focused on what they needed to do to be successful. And um, well, and one of the things that I think people might not realize is that you were still leading practice every day while there was uncertainty going on. You and, and yeah. Peter, who didn't know whether you would be employed here within yeah. a month, are still leading practice. And so I think you know a lot of people might not know that. They see the coaching chain, see you elevated, but there's a couple weeks of you're leading this practice and there's got to be some sort of uh, uncertainty, but an opportunity for you to already start putting some of those changes in place, right? Yeah, absolutely. We tried to keep practice as normal as possible when we were in that transition phase because that's what the girls needed. They needed to continue to work hard and continue to improve their game, even without knowing who was going to be the leader or the head of the program. Like They still had individual goals that they needed to work on, so it was actually really easy for us to focus on that during our individual training segment. And then when we brought them in as a team, it was just about you know you guys taking ownership of it and the girls really becoming their own leaders and uh, motivating themselves and and so that made the transition then really smooth once I was announced as you know as the future head coach of the program because we had been working on those same things and so that aspect isn't really going to change for them they still know what they need to work on and we're still pushing them individually but also now gaining a little bit more consistency with how we approach team aspect and culture goals. Sure. And now that you are the head coach, it was a shared vision throughout from top to bottom uh, in the program and the culture, as you already said, is in a, a great place. Uh, but now it's your program. So what are some of the things that you are going to focus on? One of the foundations of this program is also one of the foundations, I think, of like who I am as a person. Um, I believe in putting uh, putting forth your best effort in everything you're doing, whether it's um, academically, athletically, community service, Uh, with your relationships with your family like we're going to work as hard as humanly possible to defend this title but our program and our culture is going to always be about never being outworked Um, we're not going to be outworked as a staff we're not going to be outworked as players Uh, we're going to put forth our best effort in scouting reports in just all aspects of the program we're going to work as hard as humanly possible to defend this title and uh, bring 
just a really positive environment to the EMU athletics community as a whole. Well, and you've mentioned it a couple of times while we've been talking about the MAC championship, uh, the first one in program history. So the carryover from that, you lose three key seniors to that, but you bring back a lot of very talented upperclassmen and underclassmen who saw significant time this last year. What's the carryover going into you know knowing that you've been there, but you still finished fifth in the conference in the regular season, so there's still some room for improvement? Yeah, I think we're in a really fun spot because there is a certain level of expectation now within the program. Having won a title, there's now that pressure to try and repeat. So we're just reminding the girls that we can't rest on our laurels and we, you know, we can't take a break just because we had a good year last year. Like we need to continue to expand on our goals and push them farther. And so that's, you know, the most immediate and in your face goal, I guess, is to try and repeat on that uh, MAC championship. Uh, but we're also talking to the girls about wanting to be a little bit more consistent with our performance throughout the season and win more games in regular season. So we're going into the tournament with a slightly better seed than what we got this past year. I mean, having to win four games in a row is an insane accomplishment, Mm -hmm. um, but it would be a whole lot easier to go into the tournament (laughs) not having to bring your A game for four straight days in a row. Yeah, well, we're looking forward to it. Best of luck this spring. Have fun out on the recruiting trail. Uh, It's going to be a a new challenge now that it's your program that you're building, but we're excited for you and happy uh, to have you in the big office. We look forward to having many of these conversations in the future. Thanks. I'm looking forward to it, too. That's Darcy Dorton, the new volleyball coach for Eastern Michigan. We'll be right back with more Eastern Insider. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. You hear him weekdays on WWJ, and you also hear him on the ticket, 97.1. But more importantly, you hear him each and every home game on ESPN+. Plus. Joined alongside Ryan Woolley. As uh, you look at this, Ryan, uh, an adventure that you have taken as a uh, Eastern graduate to fight your way into the broadcasting industry, and you come into people's homes each and every day, uh, but you also get a chance to be back here and broadcast your alma mater. It means, yeah, I mean, to be here, it, it's, it's, it's a great feeling, Greg. You know, uh, I graduated here in 2007. Uh, I got involved in a lot of things when I was here on campus. I uh, worked with Eastern Weekly, the ETV crew a lot, worked with you alongside, traveled with you. And then when I graduated, I uh, got to work on the radio side of things. And I've uh, been fortunate to build a relationship, I think, with the athletic department. Um, and, you know, to come back and to broadcast these games is special to me because of, of being here and, you know, I've, I love the broadcasting industry as a whole because you're just a small part of the game day atmosphere. You're kind of the liaison. Um, it's not about you, but it's it's what you're able to bring, whether it be to the viewer um, on the ESPN side of things or even, you know, just the listener on the radio side of things. And it means a lot to me. As a kid growing up, I know you were a big wrestling fan. <laughs> Was watching wrestling kind of what got you wanting to, to get into to broadcasting, or what was that moment you realized that that's what I want to do? It was in high school. Um, I wanted to be a professional wrestler. Uh, last name, of course, with Wooly. The wrestling name was going to be the Wooly Mammoth, and I used to backyard wrestle, had you know championship belts that we bought and theme music. Um, 
I just realized though, being on the road for so long, just it wasn't going to be feasible to have what I wanted in a family, a wife and kids. And so then I wanted to become a wrestling announcer. And then the more I started thinking about that, I'm like, it's not going to lead me down the path I really want to go. So then I started talking about sports broadcasting and uh, started to follow Avenue that in high school. And that led me uh, to college and uh, here at Eastern Michigan and then graduating. And now, you know, thankfully I've been able to work 12 years professionally in the, the sports broadcasting industry. You're Heard daily on WWJ, the top-rated station in uh, Metro Detroit, and have won yourself some Sports Broadcaster of the Year accolades. Uh, what does it mean to be singled out by your coworkers and, and people you work with for uh, just being that voice that everybody can trust on a daily basis? It's humbling. It really is because people are putting their, their not only trust in you, but their faith in you management-wise that you're going to go out and perform. And I'll use WWJ as an example. So um, in 2012, when the Tigers were making a run to the World Series, I was still at 97.1 full-time. And Rob David had called me and said, hey, we want to bring you over as our full-time afternoon sports anchor. And I was hesitant at first to leave the ticket to go over there, but knowing that he had the trust in me to take over the afternoon drive slot um, as a, a sports anchor was truly humbling and, and something I'll, I'll never forget. And I've been there now seven years doing that. And then same with the ticket. I mean, to, to work alongside guys like, you know, Mike Fellini and Doug Karsh and you know, Scott the Gator Anderson and do the updates for them. It's it's awesome to come into people's, you know, whether they're listening, whether it be on Alexa or their, their uh, car radio, um, you know, streaming on their phone. It's, it's awesome. And then to be recognized for the awards, it really just kind of takes your breath away. It's not something you, you go after. And when they happen, it's, it's really, truly cool. You've certainly had some mentors on campus that helped you get to this points and ETV, WQBR, all things that, that got you to where you are. And I don't think students recognize some of the avenues they have at Eastern Michigan early on to get that experience. That's the one thing that actually frustrates me, even when I was a student here, because I recognized it right away my freshman year. And, and you mentioned WQBR, which went at the time when I was here, uh, you, you couldn't get anywhere but on campus TV channel 10 or 12. Now it's on iTunes. You can download it. You can listen to it. ETV as, as a whole, I mean, they have Eastern Weekly. Uh, David Pierce Anderson, who we work with here uh, during the broadcast, he has a, a talk show still on the air. Uh, there's a bunch of different avenues, and you can be creative. Like the, the professors like Keith Damron, and when I was here, Jeffrey Hamill and Matt Hansen, you know, John Cooper, they were all receptive of you going above and beyond the classroom. And that's where I cut my teeth, got my experience, and, and you were instrumental yourself in helping me. I, where we're sitting, you're recording this, uh, we put a desk out here and uh, we had a pre and a post game show where you brought over players and, you know, Coach Gilbert, who was here at the time. And I got to talk to them and get the experience of working with the women's and men's basketball team. So I just if, if students hear this, seek it out. If you have any interest in the broadcasting industry, seek out the campus opportunities. And then further than that, the ESPN opportunity that's now the platform that we have to broadcast the men's and women's basketball team, gymnastics team and you know, soon to be other things. Work certainly is an important part of what you do, but your family also is a, a heavy part of, of everything. They're out here supporting behind your broadcast. Uh, your kids out here as much as they can. What does it mean also to, to have the ability to have your family be as much a part of the Eastern Michigan family as you are? That's the best part. You know, when I was a student here, I was in the marching band uh, for three years. I did the basketball band for four. And then uh, during halftime, I would come down and do the sports updates for WEMU or ETV, uh, which thank you for filling in my scripts that I would leave you to, to leave the notes for. But um, I've said it all before. It's all about family. And that's one thing I love about Eastern. It, it's a family here. When I come back and I see guys like you and Streeter, um, and I go back on campus and I mention the guys like Damron and Cooper and all of them, I, I feel like they're 
part of my family and I've done and seen a lot of great things in my life. I've traveled some pretty cool areas, but the best thing I'll ever be is a dad. And when my kids come out and they support me and my parents are out here, um, I just love the support that they give, and I know I'm not the only one that gets it around here. When we started the venture a few years ago, we were on uh, All Access. We were a streaming platform. It was kind of one camera back and forth. We've added so much more ESPN, now the official venture and partner with five cameras, six cameras on most nights that you're broadcasting with. Where do you see this industry going and, and kind of having more opportunities that maybe no one's even realized yet. Well, it, it's funny because when I was a student, Ball State was kind of the ones on the pedestal. They would bring the production truck and they would broadcast the games. And, you know, like you said, we would have a single setup and the camera would just pan back and forth. But I think that was a great training round for me and even you and others that, you know, you don't have all the production elements to really help you through a broadcast where you know it's all on you where now like you know you have um, in our production truck people that will make the graphics of the notes I'm going to talk about you'll have a producer in your ear telling you hey we're going to run this package um, so I, I see this in the next couple of years exploding I mean it's now been four years doing the basketball side of things but you know you start adding in football over the factory and how well Eastern Michigan's played you know making a, a bowl game two of the last three years really should have been three of the last three and then if we can get baseball and softball up and running we're already doing gymnastics and wrestling um, this is a great avenue not only for the parents of the athletes to watch, you know, their students uh, performing, but it's a great thing for student involvement to, to really get behind Eastern sports and then start filling the stands of, of people to support the teams. Ryan, appreciate your time. Our first venture was a trip to Amherst. <laughs> UMass was the yep. occasion, women's basketball. You, John Fountain, <laughs> and myself, and the rest is history. It's amazing when you think about it. And, uh, you know, I credit John Fountain a lot and throughout the broadcast, if he ever watches or if people ever hear me say, you know, the West Campus of Eastern Michigan University, that's a credit to him. Uh, it's something he would say at the beginning of every broadcast. And uh, I'll even throw in the Red Pop a little bit. Uh, Hold on to your Red Pop, which is one of his catchphrases, just as a pay homage to him. But it's been an interesting ride, Greg. I appreciate all the opportunities you've given me and look forward to many more. Appreciate so much more, Ryan. Uh, you can hear him again Tuesday and Wednesday this week. Upcoming, it's EMU Basketball on ESPN. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Greg. Thank you for listening to the Eastern Insider Podcast. You can find the Eastern Insider on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and, of course, emueagles.com. Please leave us a rating and let us know how we're doing. Until next week, go Eagles.